0: for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, our March Tuning Madness sale is officially at a close. Yep. Uh, guys, don't panic, though. If you just got your tax refund or your stimulus, you can still spend it at Duramaxtuner.com.
1: <laughs> we have a, uh, a tax sale. That's right? right. Going on for the month of April. Uh, Paul, what's that look like? Okay,
0: $100 off. Switch on the fly tuning. I don't care if you're getting it with EFI Live or EasyLink. We're going to get you taken care
1: of. Very cool. Very cool. And then uh, as of right now, it's while supplies last, uh, there's definitely been some questionable scenarios going on with some of the hardware, you know, just having good inventory. Uh, Very, very, very busy throughout the month of March. So, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions in regards to tuning on your truck, feel free, call over, uh, calibrated power, 815-568-7920. That's right.
0: Hey, guys, we got a great show put together for you today. Uh, We have Chris Cyril from Ultimate Callout Challenge and Diesel Performance
1: Industry Expo. I love hearing. It's been a year, two years right, since we've talked about this. So having Chris Cyril on at UCC 2021's a go, man, it's coming up quick.
0: It's real. It's yeah. like real, real. We'll,
1: and- <laughs> we'll wait for Chris to get into all the nitty-gritty stuff, yes. but definitely exciting. Well, right. And and also, guys, this is going to prompt
0: a large list uh, of the UCC competitors that you're going to be hearing on the show here in the near future. And
1: guys and names that you've probably not heard of in the past. There's That's a right. lot of new first-timers.
0: That's right. Uh, so, so we're excited for that. If you have any questions that you would like us to ask the UCC competitors or get a specific competitor on sooner than than later, make sure you jump over to Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group and let us know there. That's the best way to communicate with us, of course. Chris, I don't think we should mess around anymore, man. No, let's, let's, let's kick it over to Chris Get to the meat of this. Chris Cyril. Chris Searle from Diesel Performance Industry Expo and Ultimate Callout Challenge. How the hell are you? I'm doing well. How are you
2: guys doing? Man,
1: we're living the dream. We're living the dream, Chris. Literally, you know, we
0: we get to work at a diesel performance shop and do a podcast on company time. I don't know if it gets much better than this. No. Um, <laughs> you you I mean, have been planning Ultimate Callout Challenge and the DPI Expo for a, technically two years now coming up for 2021. Uh, how are you doing, man? We're getting close,
2: you, know, uh, doing good uh always gets crazy this close to the event, you know, we're less than sixty days out, you know, and uh yeah, holy cow, just uh a lot of little spinning plates that I gotta keep spinning up till then,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just curiosity gets the best of me, Chris. We've had the you know UCC go on for, for many years now, you know, four years, right? I think so. And then we all know what happened in 2020 with COVID. You know, the event didn't happen. What changes have taken place? Because technically it's like you, you have two years of preparation or you're making up the difference of what 2020 was. So what is different in preparing for UCC coming into 2021 that's different than prior years?
2: Well, I think really there's not a ton that have changed we've added some new stuff i think the hardest challenge that we faced with this is basically the same thing that a lot of people and you know faced with COVID is what was going to be open who could be there and when would we know what we could do so there was so much waiting to kind of see what was going to happen it really even though we had it planned there was just just this huge pause where we couldn't move forward because we just there was so much uncertainty. Um, you know, then once we got that under our belts and knew what were happening, we were able to move full steam ahead.
1: Okay.
0: I like that. Yeah, I know it was a tough one last year, uh where like you said, there was just so much sitting around and seeing what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. And then one of the big things that I think a lot of us forgot about was our our Canadian competitors not right, being able not to come being able over in the US. And, and that that starts limiting the talent pool. Um, how's it looking for this year? Is it, it you said it's full steam ahead. Is everybody on board, or are we expecting a, a full crew uh, of ultimate callout challenge competitors?
2: Yeah, so we have twenty four competitors this year. We still, unfortunately, because of the border, um we do have a couple of our Canadian competitors that you know, just have stepped back from this year just because, you, there's just They just don't know what's going to happen with the border. But we do have a couple that have decided that they are going to brave the border and just go back and take two weeks off in quarantine so they can come down and compete at the UCC. Wow. That's awesome. What a that's commitment, dedication, right? right? <laughs> <Damn>.
0: <laughs> that just shows you how, how big it is um, in this industry. you know. And it, it's funny because I've just started reaching out to UCC competitors uh, and going through all the names and kind of looking at everybody that's posted. Uh, hey, Chris, real fast. If people want to go see all of the Ultimate Callout Challenge competitors, where should they
2: go? So they can hop on our site, ultimatecalloutchallenge.com. There's a drop down that shows the competitors, gives you a bio of what they've done, who's competing this year, and any information you want there. Absolutely. Um, That's awesome.
0: But yeah, as I was going through, I, I was shocked at how many looked like new names people who are new to UCC are going to compete this year friends of ours like chris patterson yep. uh showing up for the first time uh, and things like that what is, what does that look like for you guys as far as looking at new competitors compared to returning competitors
2: no we do have a a couple new competitors coming in this year uh, we do have some that you know have competed in the last you know it's one of those things where 2020 was just so up and down for everybody across the industry. You know, a couple of our longtime competitors just needed to take another year out and make sure that things were secure with their shops and things there. But we had a lot of young talent, talent that's been, you know, in the UCC qualifiers and have done some other stuff. So for us, we look at it kind of a positive because we are getting some of the old guard back, but in addition, we're getting some new blood for fans to come see come meet and and watch compete
1: i think this year i mean we saw we saw in 2019 levon you know or in, in 2018 levon win, levon pulled back 2019 derrick rose wins now going into you know 2021 derrick rose is is one of those shops kind of pulling back and giving it another year i think that it really opens up a lot of opportunity now naturally you know i would expect you know some of Uh, the guys who did really well, like the Sean Bacchus of the world. I mean, it's an open window for them to win going into 2021. But like you mentioned, there's a lot of new talent that's coming into this. So, I mean, realistically, there's a lot of potential shaking up that can take place.
2: Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that we'll see that'll be exciting about this year. I think there are a couple, uh, especially in the new competitors, I think there's a couple sleepers in there. Um, You know, they're ones that have followed the UCC for four years so no one's coming into it like oh i don't know what it takes to be a ucc competitor you know and the nice part <laughs> is is the ucc's been around long enough that you know you 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 have people that say oh okay this is what my truck has to do if i even want to be close to competing yeah. in the ucc
1: well it's not it's not just what the truck needs to do but it's what the driver needs to do
2: and the team correct you know,
1: with the team yeah. it's, it's everything it's not yeah like like Paul, you just said it's not one person. You know, yeah. it's how do you? It's all down, the cards lining up.
0: Well, well, and this is something we've always talked about. About I think why fans love the ultimate callout challenge because you're drag racing, you're dynoing, you're sled pulling. Yeah. One, two, three, and you have to be extremely successful at all three. Because yeah. we've seen guys come in and try to dominate the sled pull and then just survive racing and yeah, survive the dyno, yeah, or, or or any combination of those. And, and if you're really really strong in one it generally means that there's quite a bit of truck modification not just not just driver mentality yep. and experience and talent but but actual truck modification that's required to get it ready to go to the next yep um in years past god we've seen guys now show up with semi trailers and lifts and yep. and just eight guys thrashing on a truck yeah. for every second oh, I mean, that it's, it's not competing. It's
1: very common to see uh, one truck beyond the drag strip as a single rear wheel and then the next day beyond the sled pull track and it's a dual rear wheel <laughs> setup, you know. We've seen motor swaps and things like that occur in different turbo configurations. I mean, back in 19, I saw... Trucks that were triple turbo, compound turbo, and then they go to the sled pole and they're single turbo. Or they're going to the dyno, single turbo. Sure.
0: Remember the, the XDP truck, which is now the St. James truck? Yeah. Uh, that went through, started as triples, yeah. had a mechanical problem, was twins,
1: had a mechanical problem, was a single. Yeah. Like It's... There's, there's a lot of craziness that occurs, and you can't write anyone off, you know, and <laughs> you kind of never know what to expect when you walk into those gates in <laughs> Brownsburg, you know. It's just, it's wild. Cyril, are you going
0: to step up and be bold and make a prediction? Who do you think, can you pick somebody who you think is for sure oh, going to end up in the top three? Oh, I like top yeah, three? yeah.
2: I, I would, I will say, well, I, I definitely say, I would say my, in the top three, I think we're going to see the power-driven diesel guys. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see Tony Burkhart and Dirty Hooker. And I – oh, man, I know I'm going to screw up his last name. Uh, Justin um, Ziegler. Oh, Ziegler. Justin Ziegler.
1: Justin Ziegler has been making a name for himself over the last couple of years. I met
2: him out at Diesel
0: uh, Power Challenge a okay. couple of years ago. He was with um, Travis Richards. Okay. Uh, their crew their crew so he he had helped travis build the truck pretty sure he, like his shop had helped build the truck and everything uh on the way to diesel power challenge they stopped and jumped in a random sled pole won wow. the sled pole put the truck <laughs> back on the trailer and Head finished out. driving to That's dpc awesome. so like that crew likes to party yeah. when it comes to trucks
1: well it, you, you talk about good teams you know ziegler has a good team i've seen a lot of his stuff with like him being a uh, you know with. on on one of the firepunk forums on facebook and stuff like that um power driven diesel they seem to have a really really good team you know because we talked about that that experience experience yeah Yeah. so it it, it, i definitely agree with chris you know with with that for sure
0: i i'm calling this will be the year for a duramax to be in the top two
1: Wow! Whoa, that's bold. That's a
0: that's a big bold swing. Wow! Because if I'm wrong, you know nobody'll be surprised. Yeah, (laughs) nobody'll be shocked. Another fucking idiot. Another thing I wasn't right about.
1: I mean, out of Chris (laughs) Cyril's top three, there's a Duramax. Well, right, but that could be that could be the third. Yeah, and then you know then you're yeah, good for you, Ball.
0: Chris, uh, in the past we've had we've had some changes, right? We we saw the UCC and Alligator Performance Live builds. Uh, we've had signings from people who are on t- television and things yeah. like that. Uh, obviously, this year, one of the big announcements we just made recently was ODSS is hosting an event during UCC at the, the show, which I think is super cool. Uh, what are some of the attractions? What's some of the stuff that's going to be going on for, for that weekend?
2: Well, like you said, um, you know, we obviously have the UCC going on. Um, the DPI Expo, 104 exhibitors we'll have out there displaying that people can walk through ucc pits open and like you mentioned teaming up with uh firepunk and bringing their event into the ucc to have a full odss event i think that's huge we're extremely excited to team up with the guys from firepunk and obviously odss you know we're always about building the industry you know i've talked to you guys over the last couple of years that we as we started to mature our plan at the ucc was how do we get fans more involved in the action uh you know obviously the quick and easiest way was for us to do a show and shine you know we're doing that again this year with amsoil and uh you know we're hoping to have around 300 trucks in the show and shine on saturday for people to look at but a couple new additions we've added that we think will be really fun really exciting is on friday now we're going to have the amsoil northwest dino circuit do a fan dinos competition at the UCC so fans can go ahead and get their 3-day ticket and sign up to compete you know on the same dyno that the UCC competitors are going to be dynoing on the very next day which if you want a true number of what your truck's putting down that's the dyno to hop on because now you can see where your truck's measuring up yeah. against the UCC competitors
0: that's, that's so uh, cool. super exciting. Oh, yeah. How much fun is that? to like? Because yep. you know a lot of guys are driving long distances. Yep. It's not just a bunch of Indiana locals. Like This is this is the show. Yeah,
1: this is the Mecca of Diesel. Um,
0: so to cruise it halfway across the country, jump on a dyno on Friday night, and just pray to God she holds together yeah. so you can drive her home on Monday. I like that.
1: Or that's bragging rights to shit talk every one of your oh friends. Oh, yeah, the whole weekend. You own the whole <laughs> weekend when you win, right? You own it. I love that.
2: That's what I'm yeah. thinking about. So we've got that, but then one of the things I think we're really excited for, and we think it's going to bring a lot of excitement, be really fun, is we've teamed up with Dan's Diesel Performance, and he is sponsoring a burnout pit Friday night at the UCC for fans to compete in. But on top of that, Dan's put a $10,000 purse at the end of that that will divide between the top three uh, finishers of the uh, burnout pit.
0: How do you win a a burnout
1: competition? Uh, (laughs) Dude, Come on.
0: Paul.
2: Well, we are I'm in the process of putting down the rules. We're going to have three judges judging that competition. And there's been a lot of debate, you know, is it about the smoke? Is it how they're doing it? Cause we're not just going to have a straight burnout pit because we're the UCC. We're not just going to have a straight line. I'm going to have a SEMA level quality burnout pit to give these guys room to do some donuts to really get into putting on a show for the fans to watch.
1: What better state to have this than, than Indiana? Let
2: me just say, Chris,
1: like this is awesome. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I've been, I've been to a burnout competition years and years ago. One of my buddies, Pete, and I went, and uh, they did it based off of time. Yeah. So how long you stay into it, right? So how bad do you want to fuck your stuff up? That that's what they did.
0: <laughs> I am thinking in my head I immediately flashed to all the videos I've watched of like motorcycle burnout competitions yeah. where like your bike is blocked in a stationary position oh, and like you said, you yeah. just you burn it till she's gone. Or like if you've ever seen like NASCAR or, like some some late model shit where yeah. they race on the street, like those guys will bump the nose up to the wall and just blow the tires out. Yeah, right? no,
1: I don't. I don't think that. I think uh, in Wisconsin Dells they do auto motion every year, and they yeah. have a burnout pit, and it's it's a circle track, and you can do figure eights and burnouts, donuts, and the whole thing. And it's how long, how long can you go, and how hyped can you get the crowd? Okay, right, like that. That's how that is is graded. So, I mean, there's going to be some freaking carnage there,
2: Chris. Oh, for sure. Right, and that's where we're debating on how we do the rules, how we're going to judge them, how we're going to do the points. There's just been. Cause like you said, it's just open interpretation, man. you know? So we're trying to, and, you know, like I said, we, 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 went back and forth. Like, do we just go the longest time? It's like, well, God, if we do that, you know, well, man, what if one guy's just sitting on it for 10 minutes and yeah. you're like, That's gonna, dude, yeah. it's done. Like no <laughs> one cares about you, yeah. you know? So, but like, is it how much smoke they do? What kind of technique, you know, how much carnage is involved? You know, if, if there is carnage or, if they hold it together was the performance, you know, was the fans hype, you know, we're looking at ways to let the fans give their feedback too during the event as well. But I'm hoping to get anywhere from a, you know, hundred to 150 cars to compete in that. That's and wild. I think that'll just be one of those things we're doing it later in the evening, Friday night. So that, you know, local people that work, you know, can still show up and see it, you know, that's when we're going to have the finale of, you know, the UCC drivers, drag racing Friday night, the remaining qualifier of the ODSS, so Friday night has really kind of turned into a huge party night as well at the UCC, so we're really excited just to start being able to offer just some different things, you know, for fans to do, you know, whether your truck's a show-and-shine truck, or you just have one that you want to throw on the dyno, or man, you just want to come in and put on a show for all of the fans and your buddies, and just go to town in the burnout pit. You know, we just want to keep adding that excitement and, and different things to the event.
1: Oh, I'm excited, man. There's going to be a lot of cool broken shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's great, man. Uh, Hey, hit us with
0: the dates again. What is UCC going down?
2: Okay, so UCC, we moved it back a couple of weeks, trying to get a little bit better weather. So it is actually going to be this year, May 21st. Twenty second and twenty third. I'm okay. excited for that. Hell yeah! I am, so the best the best part about it is I scheduled it the uh, weekend after Mother's Day, and what mother would not want a trip to the UCC was my thought <laughs> behind that. So, so I am just taking care of Mother's Day gifts for the nation.
0: <laughs> smart. Dude, well played. Well played. Smart. <laughs> well, you, you know i I have traditionally been there for ucc as soon as the weather gets bad uh so i showed up <laughs> let's say i was breaking down a booth one year an aluminum booth when the tornado warning started uh i showed up into a swamp of of a booth the next year um so like pushing it back to May man i'm excited like that that could be huge for for the weather uh it does start to start to get hot right around that time of year it's going to be interesting to see how some of the trucks respond to that because some of these trucks already yeah. run into some issues with, like, when they're getting out there and they're getting into those hot days. Yeah, It'll be fun to see if quarter-mile times or horsepower peak uh, changes at all. to do with it? And I also – I, I kind of wonder about that. Chris, in the past, we've talked about guys shooting for 2,000 horsepower on the dyno. Mm-hmm. Then it happened mm-hmm. at – Crushed. There's like yep. five, six guys who, who hit over 2,000 horsepower on the dyno. Then I think for a year we were all talking about 3,000 horsepower. 3,000 was the target. And, and we, we saw it. We saw a couple guys hit 3,000 on an engine dyno, but yep. nobody quite on was able chassis. to put that down yep. on the chassis. Um, is there talk this year? Is there hype around what that new big peak horsepower number is? I know it's like 24, 2600 right now, is I think, where the record was. I believe. Derek rose Derek told rose us it was like
1: 2500 or something I don't yeah know,
2: I don't remember something anything. insane yeah. and i and i believe and i believe if i'm not mistaken i think Derek did a post where he threw some money up he did he uh, did we just against did. The, yeah against this year's ucc class and said hey if anybody beats it yep. i've got some money to i'll, I'll pay you to do he, it he, um so i think that's really the hype behind that dino is, is is i think there are a couple guys that are going to go for that you know yeah. i think that that you know, really, I mean, we, we named it the ultimate call-out challenge because the diesel guys love to challenge each other. I mean, I think really appreciate Derek and DNR stepping up and, and doing that for us. You know, just that extra, you know, it wasn't something we asked. It's just something where Derek, you know, cares about the event, but he's not going to be there, but he really wants to help promote it and really help the diesel industry, you know. So really, really want to thank them a lot for that. No,
1: he seemed very excited in the sense of he gets to be there as an enthusiast this year and really support the event and be there and really experience and enjoy everything that the UCC really is. Um, There's a lot of guys that go to this event year in, year out, like Paul and I, for example. You know, you don't really get to be the the person that gets to enjoy vendor row and gets to enjoy all the competition you know because we work that weekend you know we're all working supporting the bigger cause so listening to Derek talk about how he gets to you know get liquored up and enjoy just the day to day and in the show and he's like I'm gonna be there talking shit and if people want assistance I'll help them but no one's gonna beat my number I mean he flat out said it so <laughs> it's it's really interesting so he had a crazy torque yeah. number high horsepower number and it's a combined number you yeah. know you could you could be the guy to make three thousand horsepower but only make 3,000 foot-pounds of torque or 2,500 foot-pounds of torque, and then you can get the next guy that makes 2,500 horsepower but make 4,000 foot-pounds of torque, that guy wins. Yeah. Like, that guy wins. So, you know, it's the combination of the number. And, and Derek, Derek's very, very confident. He uh, he stressed that he knows how to drive a truck on the dyno, and he left it there. So. Truth.
2: Truth. True. You know, uh, you know, I totally agree with you. You know, I've always said for years, i said, you know, well, this, this will be my fifth year at the UCC. And I've never seen a UCC. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and you guys have seen that. You guys know that you oh, guys yeah. have dealt with yeah. the UCC, yeah. uh, for a little fat guy. I'm, I'm moved. Like, you know, you, <laughs> the year, I you're all understand. over
1: you and James. I mean, just everyone that has something I, to do with UCC is all over. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I uh, I joked last year that everybody you know made this big deal about you know Tony on the you know and Dirty Hooker and the explosion. I said, whoa, did no one see me actually running in a sprint from the starting <laughs> line of the drag strip? Like <laughs> that was County, the sight was to see. <laughs> there's no video footage of me, yeah. running, but I did sprint. So, <laughs> jeez, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's too funny.
0: Well, well, that's a that's a topic in itself. So we've seen some some safety um, concerns come up throughout competition, and not just UCC, just all of diesel competition. God, remember a few years back, we saw somebody lose uh, their turbine through the exhaust yep. at a sled pull and almost took out a lady's head. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, mentioned in um, – LeVon
1: a couple of years ago having his kid at the – not the starting line, but in the pits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was some stuff there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been some more – What does safety look like this year?
2: Well, you know, one thing I have to say about the fans, the competitors and everybody that shows up to the UCC, they're extremely respectful of our, quote unquote, red zones. You know, the areas they just can't get into, you know, close to the dyno, down by the starting line, in the circle track, different things like that. Um, you know, we rope up areas, obviously, in the stands next to the dyno where people can't sit just in case there is something major like that. Um So we have been, you know, obviously we've been extremely lucky. We've had a lot of things happen at the UCC, but no major injuries. And I think a lot of that is because the fans that come to the UCC don't want to have a good time, but they're very respectful of what we're trying to pull off. They're very respectful, you know, of the competitors and understand that these competitors are pushing the trucks to a limit that they really shouldn't be going to but we're going to do it and then we're going to try to take it to the next step after that um you know we did we did obviously after last year we mandate uh full fire suits and helmets in all three competitions you know to make sure people are safe no one's on the dyno in fact this year um we were even pulling cody off the dyno he'll be communicating to the drivers uh through a race headset once again just adding to the safety you know, a lot of people, when they come, there's a lot of little things that we do that people don't see. But if you you, know, you come to the UCC, you'll always see our toter home parked right in front of the dyno. And it's like, we don't do that because we're too lazy to move it somewhere else. We actually sat, you know, that's there for a shrapnel wall. You know, no one stands in front of it. No one can be by the dyno. But we, we put it there that if something happens, it's going to hit our toter home, you know, just to help protect the fans and stuff like that. And, you know, Lucas has always been great uh, for us. You know, we have two, you know, if anything does happen, we have two ambulances on site, a fire crew. Uh, I think we have two or three roaming medics that continually go through, you know, the expo and different areas like that. In addition to the security that we have there as well.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys are always improving every aspect of the show. And that's one of the reasons that we love going year after year after year. Um we, we are nailing down our plans for exactly how we're going to handle it um, and what our coverage is going to look like this year. But I know we're excited for this, this elevated level of competition. And just like you said, all of the events going on in the shows. Uh, Chris, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to?
2: Me, Chris, or other Chris? You, Chris. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. There's two of us here. Uh, I don't care if I'm giving the shout out to people. He, he don't, I
0: don't ask him any questions He doesn't anymore. respect me, sand.
1: Chris. He's, you're
0: good. You know,
2: <laughs> um, in no particular order, um, I want to thank all the guys here at you know, the UCC that helped me set this up, my staff that comes out. I definitely want to thank the UCC competitors, the sacrifice they make with their family, their shop the, you know, to get out there to compete. Um, definitely want to thank all our vendors that are willing to come out, set up these amazing booths, have product there for people to look at, you know, to to wander through and and ask questions and really get to know uh, the industry. Definitely want to thank ODSS, uh, the Firepunk team, you know, for teaming up with us this year, just adding that extra uh, you know spice that action that con something constantly going on at the ucc um and then i i really got to thank you know uh amsoil uh you know they're our official sponsor this year and they just they do a lot to help us out the dyno the show and shine you know they've really came up and and backed us and and we really appreciate that and then last but definitely not least uh every single diesel enthusiast out there uh you know i get the honor of you guys know this that uh you know when when a fan has question about a ticket or there's a problem i don't just deal with the the vendors and the ucc i deal with the individual fans so i i get to talk to them on a daily basis and it, it, it's just you have no idea how hard it is to pull this thing off but to get a couple phone calls each day and ask you know have a a question and then just hear man we are so excited to be the ucc <laughs> we're so pissed it wasn't last year like we we cannot wait there it just okay this is worth it let's keep going let's keep going <laughs> so um you know just thanks to everybody you know i am just one one small cog in a massive machine that it takes to do this uh this whole event and, and to put this on year after year so i'm extremely humble and extremely thankful to the industry and everybody that supports it that's awesome well, well, chris
0: we we are excited i know yeah. all of our fans are excited hey guys if you still need to go buy tickets get over to ultimate calloutchallenge.com and get yourself a three-day pass you're going to want to be there for all of it yeah uh chris cyril thank you so much for joining us
2: guys like always i appreciate you having me on
0: Absolutely. Listeners, stick around. Coming up next, we got our super tech, Jeremy Garnett, hitting you with another awesome pro tip from the shop. And then, of course, we'll be wrapping up uh, our troubleshooting segment right here at the end of the show. All right, guys, I'm so excited. We're here for another In the Shop segment with our super tech, Jeremy Garnett. Jeremy, how the hell are you?
3: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Jeremy, I I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in an episode that like if our listeners like this segment, they should jump on their Instagram account and follow you. And I laughed so hard just a, a little <laughs> bit ago. I asked you, what's your Instagram handle? You're like, huh, I don't know. <laughs> it is Jay Garnett with two T's at the end, Jay Garnett 0, zero. Um Guys, jump on. Jeremy actually posts a ton of work stuff, a ton of shots of trucks that he's actually working on. So if you want to see a little bit more of that kind of behind-the-scenes real life as a diesel tech, uh, he definitely has that content for you. Um, Jeremy, but we are here today to talk about another cool shop job that you are working on. Hit me with it, man. What's uh, the truck?
3: We are going to go back to an LOI.
0: Ooh, I love it.
3: Yeah, just like we've been doing the past couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so listeners, you may or may not know, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the LLY. I think they're, they're great trucks when they're built properly, and all the factory problems are fixed. Uh, but they do have a list of factory problems. So, what did you deal with on this one?
3: So, this truck here, um, I don't know the problems the customers have. So, I get the sales order. It says, check fuel repair fuel problem Fuel, you know make sure it has fuel rail desired actual check the fuel problems on the truck
0: okay all not right. not a lot to go on no I, symptoms well or exactly you yeah.
3: really give a system just check the fuel problem on the truck i'm like all right grab the old scan tool let's go up to the truck start looking at data and i'm like man i'm like okay fuel pressure is okay but once i start looking at it i look at everything i look at Vane position on the turbo. I look at mass airflow. Well, in this particular case, it's like mass airflow, $499,999. i am like maxed out five volts. I'm like, well, we have a problem. <laughs> so I drive the truck a tiny bit, and fuel pressure seems to be fine, but right. we have a mass airflow problem. It's maxed out.
0: So, so generally what, what I've dealt with most on mass airflow sensors is somebody has an oiled or a dirty one or – like in a twin kit, they'll put them in backwards. Yep. like we used to run into that a lot. Um, and so what will happen is the truck will feel really, really, really laggy. It'll have no balls, no balls, no balls. And then all of a sudden, all the power comes on at once. Right? What did it feel like when you took it out and drove it on it, the road?
3: Dead. a truck, it just seemed like it had no fuel. Right. I mean, that, and so the, I get what the guy was kind of saying. <laughs> it seemed like it had no fuel, but it's like, so this one was really fun to actually try to figure out because... When I get the truck, it already has a new wire spliced in from the ECM all the way up to the mass airflow sensor, a new signal wire. Okay, someone's already messed uh, with this. That but
0: doesn't make me feel great about it, it either. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like
3: but I just kinda go through all the basis and everything on it and find out, okay, we have a bad ECM. So really? yeah, I put an ECM in it and then I start to get it to work, but well just just the truck started and running. It should be at like a one volt Thirty-four grams, right? Truck was still at three hundred grams. I mean, I got what a, intake was on there. It had just some aftermarket,
0: just like a bolt-on bolt aftermarket. On aftermarket.
3: Okay. But what I actually found on this truck is that it had a bad ground oh. for the ECM. So there's a ground on the block, or I, I believe those ground out on the side of the block. But yeah, yeah, there's a bad ground wire going to the EC or to the mass airflow sensor.
0: Oh,
3: so. <laughs> As soon as I just tap into it, put my own ground to it, to the, right to the battery because it's sitting right yeah. there. I mean, everything starts working perfect. Fuel pressure is perfect. I love that. But, again, it's just going through the motions of trying to figure out what the
0: problem How is. How long did that take you once you started on the job?
3: Uh, to It was about an hour to actually figure out that I had a bad ECM. Okay. And then probably another hour to an hour and a half <laughs> on top of that trying to figure out that it was actually a a ground issue because – that, that mass airflow sensor is actually an intake air temp sensor and a mass airflow sensor. So it's two in one. Right. Well, the intake air temp's working perfect, but the mass airflow is not. That's so, a lot. And the ground wires come from the same spot on the motor.
0: Right. So, so yeah.
3: that was, figure, it was, it was a fun one.
0: <laughs> That's one of those where, where I think it shows up and you're like, no. Okay, sure. Yeah. And then you start <laughs> looking at it, you're like scratching your head. You're looking at it a little longer. Scratching your head, and that, and then once you find it, you're like, Oh, okay, this this starts right. to shed light, this makes sense. It's and it was
3: the best part about it, or not the best part, but it did have two problems. Yeah, so the truck had a bad ECM, and then I had a bad ground, right? So, and I did even put the old ECM back in it to make sure that, All right? Was, yeah, was,
0: right. do you actually need it? Yeah. yeah, do I
3: actually need it? And it's yes, it still needed it, so. Right. Because uh, I actually got asked that question. Well,
0: <laughs> no. of course, did it need both?
3: So, right um, in this case, yes, it did. I had a bad ECM and a bad girl. God. So, and I mean, how often do you get two things that are causing one problem?
0: I know, right? And and because those symptoms are just identical to each other, so like there's no way you distinguish one before the other, right. right? Is it just, yeah, you would assume it's one or the other. So,
3: but when I was done, the truck was fun to drive. <laughs> so.
0: Awesome, man. What's our pro tip for?
3: wiring diagrams just watch it like in this case here it caught me yeah so just read it check it check it over um you know it'll tell they tell you you know if it what what each wire is I mean and then again like in this case check the ground I mean I checked the signal and I checked the power I didn't check my voltage for the ground properly so sure just take your time and check check it all I mean I know I will from this point on
0: that's it, man. Hey, super tech, still learning. I yeah, love it. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Jeremy. No problem. Have a good day. Guys, stick around. Coming up next, uh, we are going to be talking about fixing a real-world performance enthusiast uh, problem right here on the show. Sean Lynn, our customer service expert. How the hell are you? Good. How are you, Paul? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Sean, we've we've had some really good discussions here lately over some different topics uh, that you and the team at Duramax Tuner deal with on a kind of a regular basis here for customer service, uh, and a lot of this stuff just has to do with like just really good troubleshooting practices. Uh, so I want to I want to dive into today's topic. With a little bit of preface. So we deal specifically in a lot of custom tuning, obviously, at Turamax Tuner. Uh, and a lot of that custom tuning includes transmission tuning. Most often, we're talking about the Allison 6-speed. Would you say that's right? Pretty much all the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the Allison 5-speed, that's your 01 to 5 Allisons, uh, we do offer a 6-speed conversion kit. They, You would then apply a lot of this this conversation to that category as well. Uh, but the standard stock Allison 5-speed doesn't have all of the same tuning options in it. So you're probably going to have a slightly subset or, or smaller version of these kind of issues that we're going to discuss today. So start us off, what does a customer normally call in and tell you about their complaint when we're talking about transmission tuning?
4: Yeah, Absolutely. And the most common question we get is, uh, hey, I just installed the tuning on my truck here, and I'm experiencing these weird shifts, and it wasn't doing that before. And this is all part of the relearn process. This will happen for typically the first tank of fuel or so while it's learning everything. Common on all modern trucks.
0: There you go, yeah, yeah. So it does apply to to the newer Cummins. Uh, it does apply to a little bit on the Power Stroke. I don't really get that feedback on guys running Easy Link Power Stroke uh, TCM
4: tuning. Is that something you you guys have experienced? Usually, it's Duramax guys calling in or Cummins guys calling in, and depending on how you drive it, will depend on how long it takes to learn.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now that that's a good input, and I think what what a lot of people forget is what is transmission learning. So. The very simple way I used to kind of give an analogy for it um, is if my mom was driving the truck, um, she would drive at a certain driving habit that's very timid and would never go full throttle. I would be very conservative with it. If I were to jump into the truck right after her and start going full throttle and the truck's never gone full throttle before, it it's not going to have the right shift patterns locked down because what it's doing is that the, – Transmission control module, the TCM uh, or PCM in the case of a Cummins, it's actually looking to improve the shifts based on what happened the first time. So, the more you drive it and the more shift patterns you show it or different driving styles you show it, the better it's going to get. It will also tend to kind of lean um, towards your driving habits. So, again, if you drive it smooth a lot uh, or drive it really easy, it's going to drive real smooth when you're driving easy. But if you drive it hard more often, It'll get better and better as you drive it hard, especially like I know I used to always want to go out and go through each one of the tunes, start at 25% throttle, run it all the way through the gears, then go up to 50% throttle, run it through all the gears, then I go wide open throttle, probably two or three passes, I don't want to beat on it too much, Uh, and and then I want to bump it up so maybe I might hit like one, three, and five if I have five tunes on my Switch.
4: Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good uh, way of uh, going about it, Um, depending on how you drive. If you do all-highway driving, you know, it might take longer for this uh, learning process to complete. But we generally recommend people to drive shorter distances so you can go through the gears at least momentarily and then wait a little bit before you get really heavy into the throttle just so the transmission has a chance to learn because they all go through a learn process. We do end up feeling kind of when those hard shifts hit
0: that you your immediate fear is everything has gone wrong,
4: yeah, I mean that's people calling all the time, panicking, like, "Hey, my transmission is shifting rough, like you know what's going on here, and no problem, sir. This is very common. <laughs> every single truck does this, even cars, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point is that, is that this is very common. There's nothing for you to worry about. Uh, it's going to be totally normal. And again, I think you're right. I think that about a tank of fuel or so, uh, is, is enough for most people to kind of work all of that learning process out. Uh, any other tidbits you want to give or, or tips you want to give to customers dealing with transmission tuning?
4: Um, yeah, actually I have something pretty important offhand. Um, Every once in a while we'll have an LML guy call in and he'll say um, hey I just installed the transmission tune on my truck and now it won't uh, shift out of drive or anything like that. Um, when this happens the solution is to either try the other transmission tune we have available to you or if you key off for 30 seconds at least after flashing the tune in generally that solves the problem. Like EasyLink specifically has a a50 file or a t14 file so if you flash one of them in and the truck won't move and the the prindle doesn't show up properly then you can pretty much try the other transmission tune and then always key off for at least 30 seconds so the controller resets
0: that's a great piece of actual enthusiast user advice thank you very much sean i really appreciate that no problem paul All right, guys. Uh, Hey, Chris and I are going to be back here in just a second to go ahead and
5: wrap up the show for you. XDP coolant filtration systems help increase the longevity of your cooling system by filtering out contaminants before reaching vital engine components. The coolant filtration system is designed to catch any debris floating in your cooling system before it gets caught in important components like your EGR cooler. The system is designed with easy-to-install pre-assembled silicone hoses and specially made mounting brackets, so you can bolt this kit on with basic hand tools. Each kit includes a billet CNC machine aluminum filter base that is anodized with a black finish for superior underhood aesthetics. The included ball valves allow for minimal coolant loss during filter replacements, as well as a shutoff to bypass the system if needed. To find out more about XDP's line of coolant filtration systems, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Worldly Custom
0: Fabrication is known for their world-class powder coating, S300, S400, traction bars and all sorts of other just really, really cool parts for your Duramax, Cummins and I think even a few power stroke parts here and there. Today. We're gonna be talking about the 2020 GMC 2500 and 3500 Fender Flare Billet Marker Light Delete Kit. Uh, So these brand new L5Ps have the marker lights and a lot of guys don't like them. Just flat out, just a lot of guys are not into that look. What they would prefer to have is a color matched billet piece right there to delete that light kit and have it just look a little bit cleaner on the truck a little bit less flashy. So it's kind of a really cool understated exterior piece. Um, And I think it's one of those that it's pretty easy to scan over, but once you see it, you're like, oh, I get it and I love it. Uh, So these will help you clean up the look of your 2020 GMC Sierra or Denali HD truck by replacing the amber fender flare marker lights with these CAD designed CNC machined billet aluminum marker light delete plates from WC Fab. Available with machine WC Fab logo or without in raw aluminum or of course but what you're all going to choose paint matching of fine texture or fine texture black powder coat to blend into the OEM black plastic fender flare trim installs very very easily it's a couple of simple hand tools comes with everything that you guys are going to need to install it Uh, if you are thinking about it or if you have one and you'd like to clean up the look a little bit no problem at all, jump over to wcfab.com and you'll be able to find that part right away. The other sponsor I wanted to talk about today is Exergy Performance. With their background in OE development and manufacturing, Exergy Performance brings a unique perspective to the high performance world. They know what features and specifications need to be to ensure proper function. They know how to produce them and they know how to verify that they're correct. The verification process and the equipment that they use is very untypical of a standard diesel repair shop. It it actually allows them to look at many more system performance characteristics beyond just the average fuel output, which is how most shops will just test it. Uh, What they test is actually from idle to full power using factory calibration points and a few points of their own uh, that they've added for the high performance market. They can fully map a set of injectors uh, and have done so for don't know, a, a countless number of, of people out there. Uh, the guys who are running at the very top of the industry are running exergy. The guys who are running their normal street truck are running exergy. Every one of our employees who has a modified set of injectors is running exergy. There's a reason that we use them time and time again. If you guys are looking for more, uh, you can check out Xergy's website, uh, but you're probably best off giving a call over to duramaxtuner.com. Um, giving a call over to WC fab, giving a call over to, uh, any of their distributors who are out there. Also, if you need technical assistance and you've bought from a distributor, uh, I believe you can still reach out to XRG if you need to. All right, guys. Uh, that was our show for today. I think, uh, I want to give a special shout out to, of course, our sponsors, XDP, Whirly Custom Fab. Exergy uh, Performance, what a roster! Duramax <laughs> Tuner, I am like really proud of this. Yeah, um, and then of course also to our guest today, Chris Cyril. Thank you so much for taking the time out talking to our listeners. Sean Lynn for joining us, uh, and Jeremy Garnett putting together our super text. I just everybody who's participated, we really honestly appreciate it. Yeah. for today, this has been Chris and Paul. Thanks for listening. cause if i'm wrong you know nobody'll be cares? surprised yeah <laughs> nobody'll be shocked right